Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the What the Fantasy Football podcast. Every week, JP and myself will be taking you through the wild and wacky world of fantasy football management as two very, very mediocre fantasy football managers enjoying the beautiful game. There's plenty of ways that you can help us as we build our podcast. First and foremost, if you can give us a rating, a review, subscribe, wherever it is you get your podcast, particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you leave us a little bit of a comment, tell us what you think of the show. That would be a massive, massive help to us. Yeah, as Rob said, we want to hear from you. So give us a follow. We're on Twitter at WT Fantasy Footy. We've got Instagram, which is What the Fantasy Footy Pod. And you can even drop us an email. So that's What the Fantasy Footy at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want some tips on how to become better managers. And yeah, we want some feedback on the show as well. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, feedback is massively important to us. But most importantly, we just want people to get involved. We've got our own league, 60 plus teams in it now. You can join at any point. All the info's in our bio. So come along, have a play with us and uh, let's enjoy this season of Fantasy Footy, eh? Hit the music. Hello there, fantasy football land, and welcome to another episode of the What the Fantasy Football podcast. The autumnal winds are kicking in. The summer's gone, but that means we're facing into a winter of football and fantasy football antics, and I'm super excited for it. We've got a great episode today as we review game week five, game week six, game week five. I know what I'm talking about. I am very well prepared for this. It's It's been a week of absolute top. Ups and downs, twists and turns. VAR back in the spotlight. Arsenal starting to get points on the board. Loads to talk about, to be honest. And I'm not going to be doing it on my own. I'm going to be joined by the Burnley's dad himself, Mr John Pickup. JP, how are we doing today? Good evening. How are we doing? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's, like I said, it's been an interesting week. It's definitely game week five, isn't it? It is game we week. Are, we are that well prepared. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you are, though. It's not, it's not autumn yet. It's absolutely baking today. Mm, no, it was, well, to be fair, I made that statement based on the fact that I'm cold, but I have just come down into my office, which is outside my main house. I've not gone into Antarctica. It's a room underneath my house, but it is half past nine at night. So that's probably why it's cold. But in my head, yeah. I just decided that means it's autumn. But I like autumn. It was quite a nice picture, though, definitely. Mm. Just a shame you brought Arsenal into it because, um, yeah, it's mm. some shit. Yes, and you don't want to talk about that, but we will have to talk about that. So, guys, welcome. Uh, we're going to be discussing all things like football today. I didn't even introduce myself. My name's Rob. Um, I'm a podcaster. I am a football fan, and I'm a very mediocre fantasy football manager. Myself and JP are here all season long to dissect the ins and outs on a weekly basis. Of the I think we need you to give you a nickname. I don't know. The Manchester Kanchelskis. No, no, even better. The Manchester Poboyski with that Urdu. There yeah. you go. I, I was really Kanchelskis got me a little bit erect when you said it, and then you went down to Poborski, and it was like yeah, I'm sticking with Poborski. Oh, thanks. Yeah, great, nice one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we got loads to talk about today, man. Um, funny old game week, wasn't it? Um, yeah. let's sh- should we just should we just work through like we normally do, game by game? 
12.30 kickoff. The big boys weren't in the 12.30 kickoff. That's the first time this season, to be honest. I think um, we do need to take a step back, though, because there was a game on Friday night. You know what? There was a game on Friday night. Uh, Leeds it was a bit of a non-event, they? wasn't it? Newcastle Leeds. You say it was a non-event, but Rafinha and Bamford both put points on the board, which uh, has been long overdue from a fantasy football perspective. Yeah. And uh, Twitter. We are now on Twitter. What's the handle, JP? Oh, yeah. Um, it's WT Fantasy Footy. There you go, WT Fantasy Footy. It'll be in the in our bio as well. You're going to give us a follow. We've been sort of uh, scoping out, making new friends on Twitter. And the big hot topic this week, of course, was uh, Mikel Antonio. Uh, his red card, I mean, he had a one fan. Do you take him out? Do you ride it out? And there was also a lot of talk about the players that could replace him in the same price range. Are they worth bringing in? Who's going to play? Um, I think there was talks about Jimenez, but obviously Huang's there uh, um, at, Wat- at Watford, at Wolves. Um, and then there was a lot of talk about Patrick Bamford uh, being another option. But there was supposed rumours that he was injured, that he was hurt when he played. And he got points. Yeah, so people... there was a bit of a knee jerk, wasn't there, on Antonio? I, mean, yes. I could understand if it was a three-match man, but just the one. And it was against Man United as well. Mm. I think... Uh, did did you take him out? Did you leave him in? I took him out, yeah. Yeah, knee jerk. Uh, anyway, it's all. Good. It was it was it was knee jerk. Um, but I am a very knee jerk manager when it comes to fantasy football. I will I I shoot my load very early and then regret it in 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 instantly. <laughs> such um, is life. Such is life, my friend. That's what she said. Um, but what I um, <laughs> but yeah, so I actually I took him out for Edward. Um which was a stupid idea because just scored two goals as a sub and all of a sudden I'm thinking he's going to be the next uh, big hitter, but he, he's not. He didn't even start. So uh, we'll get on to that in a minute. But um, but no, the point I'm trying to make is that for Leeds, people who stuck with Leeds, um, the, not the biggest point scorers in the game by any stretch of the imagination, but for the 16.1% of you who've stuck with Rafinha, a lot of people who had brought him in as a, a cheaper option to free up money for one Cristiano Ronaldo or Romelu Lukaku and or Romelu Lukaku um, and uh, and for Bamford as well uh, they both managed to get points on the board this week well that was pretty much the only interesting thing about that game is yeah he did take a knock as well didn't he Rafinha so he did he did so there's um, there's there's obviously a, got a flag he has he's amber at the moment um but yeah, that's about all that really. Ha- I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch the game. I only. I saw some of the highlights, scored the goals, but don't think it was a bit of a non-event apart from that, wasn't it? Yeah, some maximum scored points again, didn't it? Mm. Yeah, and that's an interesting one because I think everyone's kind of there's a, a generally quite I don't know common thought process with Sam Maximan that because he plays for Newcastle he's not going to be consistent enough to be worth having in your team. Yeah, but he does blow hot and cold, though, definitely. He, he does, because, and I think, but I think it's as much the players around him. He's definitely, no offence to Newcastle fans, but he, he could be playing at a higher level. Um, yeah, agreed. Uh, but he's I, pretty highly on, though. 11% of the people, 21 yes. points in total. So he's pretty consistent. I think we said this last week, that although he's not scoring massive points, they're pretty consistent so mm. far. And at 6.7 mil, 
not probably worth a punt. Mm. But then if I think about putting him in, in my team, I'll get injured and then he'll be out for three weeks. That's just how it is. <laughs> the, so, the I'm not going to put him in, so everyone else probably should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, 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 fair. Um, okay, so that's what happened on Friday Night Football that I forgot about. Let's talk about the Saturday kickoffs. Yeah, Ivan Tony firing, finally. Yeah, man. So that was our 12.30 kickoff. Uh, unexpected result, I'd say. I would agree, yeah. Wolves, Wolves look like a mini revival. But then that being said, they only really have had one good game. And they, yeah, they were really lucky against Man U a few game weeks ago, but they've not hit the ground running this season. We've said it a couple of times on this show that they definitely miss Nuno. Uh, yeah, agreed. And let's be honest, the game that they won, it was against Watford. So mm. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And one of the goals was an own goal. So, mm. yeah, um, they were a shadow of the team that played against Man United, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yes, you are absolutely right. Probably the, the big call out from this one is uh, is Ivan Tony uh, stepping in. 6.3 mil, so he's dropped in price since the start of the season because he's, he's been... Uh, not really yeah, we're not six and a half. Much. I think you were six and a half. At six one and point. a half. He started at yeah, and here's an interesting stat. I think he's he's been the sacrificial lamb for a lot of people to bring Ronaldo in. I think. I think what a lot of people have done is they've downgraded the midfield, and then Tony's yeah. replaced because he's still owned by fourteen point one percent of people. But and I don't know this for a fact, so please don't quote me on it, you boffins. But I'm fairly certain he was in the thirties at the start of the season because people thought. He was going to be that unknown quantity. He was going to be that Pookie, you know, that came in like like when Norwich were last in the Prem and he was cheap as chips and he just bagged in the first five game weeks like loads. And I think yeah. people thought he might be, he, he was too too much of a wild card to not have in your team just in case. So I think that a lot of people dropped down on him. But it'd be interesting to see now whether... He's got his eye in a little bit, bit of confidence behind him. Brentford play very free-flowing football, so they create chances. Um, yeah. is, is is there going to be a little bit of a purple patch coming? Could well be. And it could could well be that people who kept the faith with Antonio, if he doesn't come back and carry on firing like he has been doing, mm. that it could be quite an easy segue across to Tony and then free up a little bit more for extra reserve in midfield. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely. But yeah, it's interesting as well that, that this keeping clean sheets again, Brentford. Um, and I know that you transferred Ajer out in your uh, your moment of madness, uh, and, and, and they kept a clean sheet and they got a bonus as well, didn't they? <coughs> yeah, basically, uh, don't ever follow what I do. I knee jerk reaction, Edward in, uh, and then upon realising that wasn't get me any points, I took a minus eight. And do you know who who that minus eight facilitated me bringing in in, in place of a chair? I can't Trent, remember, but it's funny. Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> oh, yes. That's a shame, isn't it? Who it looks like has got COVID or some shit um, and uh, isn't playing. So basically, my I had quite a good game week, and we'll get onto that in a bit. But it should have been better if it wasn't for me just yeah. tinkering. Ranieri fair, style. Though, it is pretty sound logic. I will defend you in that. That um, I'm looking how I can get Trent into my team, and yeah, yeah. I think uh, we were saying, kind of you know, when we were just chatting generally, that Van Dyke being back 
is going to mean that Liverpool are going to keep clean sheets again and Trent's yeah. midfield-esque returns just mean that it's a no-brainer, even though he's the most expensive defender in the game. He's yeah. potentially well, going to be the top points to go in the whole thing this season. Well worth it. And for me, mate, the Van Dyke factor isn't just the, the clean sheet bonuses that it will give Trent. It's also the fact that Van Dyke covers so much ground, it gives the fullbacks even more license to go Agreed. forward. I yeah. mean, they're, they're so attacking anyway, aren't they? But you put Van Dyke in that back four, and he, 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 he almost, he's like, he, he's like a sweeper, but he does the job of a high pressing centre half of this. He's just, he's just incredible, and he? he's just, he's everywhere. So, um, yeah, I, I think Robertson as well would be a shout, but I think Trent, just because of his ability, um, and the fact that he's always on set pieces. Yeah, well, it's interesting that Robertson didn't play, did he? It was um, Simakas. Simakas played, didn't he? So, oh, did, oh, did Milner play left back and Simakas played right back? No, 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 other way around. Simakas played left back, yeah. Milner played right back. Milner so, played right back. Oh, he's um, good, James Milner, isn't he? Bless him. Yeah, no, stalwart, isn't he? You mm. don't have him anywhere near your team, but uh, <laughs> God, yeah. no. no, but in real life, he's. I think he's an he's an absolute absolute legend of the Premier League. Oh, he is, and he's, he's got he's actually good value as well on on social media because there's this portrayal that he's this boring character, and yeah. Uh, yeah, every now and then there'll be a kind of a video that pops up of his sharpening loads of pencils and just putting them uh, into a nice line. He's one of those. Um, dull. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those characters that seems to like not take himself too seriously. Similar to uh, Ben Foster's the same, isn't he? Yeah. With the uh, have you ever seen the, the the is it the the cycling goalkeeper or whatever it is his little um. Is is YouTube channel now? Oh, it's really good. It's he, yeah, he really he lifts the lid on stuff. He was talking about um, it wasn't actually on his YouTube channel, but it was linked to that. He he, he did a podcast where he was talking about WhatsApp groups and how yeah. how, how when when when, when, when when players get transferred out, he has to, he has to remove them straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cutthroat. Um, anyway, so yeah, Liverpool, big, I suppose, win from a fantasy. Well, it was a big win for Liverpool. Um, they continue to not be mentioned in the conversation. People still keep talking about Chelsea, 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 and what Man United can do to get better, because we'll get on to that shower of shite um, a little bit later in the conversation, because they've pissed me off again this week. Um, and can City be consistent? And people are sleeping on Liverpool, and they're just demolishing teams, aren't they? Yeah, it was just a a bog standard Liverpool performance where they just dominated from start to finish. Yeah. Palace, they, they, it would have been a lot more if the keeper and the made seven saves, as it says here. Yeah, didn't get a look in. Didn't there wasn't a no. minute where which which we knew was gonna happen. So why I put Gallagher and Edward in my team, I don't know. But there you go. That's that's another yeah, I think for future game weeks that's a probably a decent move, but yeah, I guess Liverpool probably not the best. No, no, I should and, and taking an eight week point drop to accommodate it. Yeah, I should have, I should have waited a week. Um, but, I just wanted to call out more Salah while we're talking about Liverpool. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Off. What a dick. Just costing yeah. us a couple of points there. Yeah, yeah, as captain. Um, probably, I would imagine, the best captain shout of the week when you look at the amount of people. So he's in 56.8% of the squad, so yeah. 43.2% of people are stupid. Um but at 12.6 mil now, his, his, his value is increasing. I can't see many other players in that top, in that upper echelon of game week points that... That would be captained. That, yeah, that yeah. people would have captained. You know, uh, uh, it, it was actually... Matty Cash was your 
Saar and Thiago Silva all finished yeah. on 15 points. I can't see anyone captaining them. So, yeah, I think a lot of people would have gone. It's that classic trifecta, isn't it? Do you go Rom? Do you go Salah? Do you go Ronaldo? And Salah was definitely the right choice this week. Yeah. Um, so that was Liverpool. Uh, City dropped points. Yeah, um, they shouldn't have done that, should they? Mm, they shouldn't have dropped. They, they well, dominated. You said they, but, yeah, they did dominate, but they could have had a penalty against them. Yeah, and they could have been, and they could have been down to ten men if it wasn't for a reprieve from VAR. That was the only correct decision that I, I feel. Well, one of the Leicester goals as well. So we'll, we'll save that for the new segment. VAR is shit again uh, later <laughs> on. But uh, but yeah, I Real think um, through that name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, th- I think as far as City goes, yeah, Southampton set up the, the kind of the two banks of four really well, and they they did the job and mm. just frustrated the hell out of them. The one the one thing with City is that um, this year, and and it, it, it's it's not. I'm not sat here going City a crap. I'm not sat here going City aren't going to win the league because they're incredible and the the personnel they've got. For the system that Guardiola plays is, is second to none, absolutely. However, one thing that I would say that I've started to see in City is that they are not immune to the low block, which I think in the past they were. Like City were that team that they would be, they would pull you out of that shape yeah. always. Like it didn't matter, you could set up. In that defensive format, narrow, low block, two banks of four, whatever you want to call it, sit and frustrate and then catch on the break. And any other team in the league is susceptible to that on on, on any given day. City, historically, just weren't. They, they would always be, they've always they've just had the players, they played that, that total football style, yep. pass around you, they drag you out of shape. They'd almost play like they had an extra man. Like they always talk, don't they, when you go down, when you get your opposition down to 10 men, are you meant to move the ball from left to right and left to right? And you almost like, it's like you're, shake, you're, like you're jimmying them out of the bottle. You're getting the cork out of the bottle and when they lose yeah. shape, then you penetrate. City did that to you when you had 11 men. Yeah, Never mind absolutely. 10. Um, but I just feel like this season, and maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I just feel like this season, you might be able to get them with it. I don't know. I think you are jumping the gun because uh, there's, well, is it three words? Kevin De Bruyne? Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. He, he came on, didn't he? And, and it did start to unlock things. And what did he have? Sort of 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, a player of his calibre should be able to do something in 25 minutes. But I think as as the season goes on, he's going to be more pivotal to him if he can stay fit. But yeah. for me, they're just missing someone who can put the ball in the net. Yeah. You know, when you need that, that half a chance. Like Ronaldo's goal, um, I know we'll talk about that, but, you know, Portugal, it wasn't the best of chances, but he made sure he finished it. And I know yeah. it was a spill from the keeper, but you need that. You need an Aguero. You need someone who's going to put the ball in the net. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel like, like they've got that play with that killer instinct. Could have done Harry Kane, couldn't they, in that, in that yeah. moment? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, Harry Kane staying at Spurs doesn't seem like it's benefiting no. anybody because he Stop. doesn't look interested. No. I I think it's hard. It, it's harsh and say doesn't look interested. It's easy to vilify Harry. He's just got that face, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, just, interesting it's, 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 it's just goofy. It's not that. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not uninterested. Um, I think I think it is harsh on him because you know he's, he's England captain at the end of the day and he's he's done a lot for Spurs. 
Yeah, he's a great player, but he came out again frustrated, didn't he, in his post-match interview? He did, but he looked up uh, for it for England in the international break, didn't he? Funnily yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, and and you know he's not without flaw, and I'm sure Nick Finney will have an opinion on the matter, but um, I just I don't know. I, I think it's six one half doesn't the other me. I just think square pegs round holes at the minute. He just he shouldn't yeah. he shouldn't be there. He's bringing he's bringing his teammates down. His team the situation is bringing him down. I just I just don't I just think they should I just end of the day they should have sold him. Took yeah. the money in, reinvested it cleverly. But yeah, like they did with the Gareth Bale money. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, this podcast is meant to be bashing Arsenal in there. I forgot. Sorry. Well, it's hard, isn't it? Because Arsenal also played on Saturday and they ground out another scrappy win against who? JP. Oh, here it is. Here's the new feature. VAR is shit. Um, yeah, they beat Burnley. And, uh, yeah. But to be honest, Burnley looked pretty good again. Uh, and it's frustrating that we don't seem to be able to put the ball in the back of the net. Ramsdale made a few decent saves. Um, I mean, the free kick from Odegaard, just to call that out, was sublime. Um, it was one of those perfect up and down free kicks that, you know, you, you score on FIFA. Um but yeah, a, a dodgy VAR decision, I feel. Um, where Ramsdale did play the ball, but for me, it's a consistency more than anything. There was a carbon copy uh, last season where Nick Pope, when we were playing Leeds, uh, got the ball and then cleaned out Bamford, and that was given by, by VAR. So whilst we were praising it the other week, there's been a few uh, points this weekend where I feel like, yeah, they may drop the ball again a little mm. bit. Yeah, I mean, we, maybe that's the clarity into glasses. What was your view? Or am I putting you on the spot because you're not prepared? Uh, Have yeah, you seen I it? I haven't watched it. I'm not interested in watching Burnley mm. against Arsenal, I'll be honest. Cheers, mate. Uh, sorry. Um, um, one thing I will say about um, Maxwell Coyne's uh, little cameo, he got 15, 20 minutes at the end. Yeah. He lively. He looks like Good. he got a bit. So, um, yeah. You definitely... You definitely need it, don't you? Uh, there is a really we won't we won't dwell too much on on VAR, um, uh, but I do think there was a lot of decisions that went wrong this weekend. What I would say is, if you've got five ten minutes, uh, Dermot Gallagher's weekly bit that he does on Sky Sports um, is out now. Um, oh, is it? What is that called VAR shit as well? Uh, no, 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 no. He's been slightly more diplomatic, but he oh. he he he, he's, he he echoed. That he thinks there's a lot of wrong decisions this weekend, and it's yeah, quite a good, the, well, the Leicester one, quite a good insight um, into it. Again, you know, there the, were two goals in the Leicester game that were disallowed, both very similar. To be to be fair, the mm. first one I can see why that was given offside because um, I think it was Harvey Barnes who was obstructing the keeper uh, in, the, a little bit. in the line of sight. And uh, no, I think yeah. it was. I think I think it was pretty well, clear. The second point. one, it's <sighs> the, feels like the clutch in its jaws a little bit there. Mm. Yeah, VAR for VR's sake, maybe. Yeah. Um, Leicester still stuttering. I know we've jumped into Sunday. We're jumping around a little bit this week, but that's okay. Yeah, well, Uh, that's because VAR is shy. Um, So I I guess while we're just still talking about that, the the only other one to talk about in the VAR is shy camp is uh, the United game and uh, and the last-minute penalty there. um, You know what? Do you know what? I'd be a lot grumpier about it if Mark Noble had shit the bed. Um, coming <laughs> that, whole, so, that whole sequence was just weird. That's absolute nonsense. But no, I think for my kind of um, 2P on the game, I, I just want to start off by saying how impressed I was with West Ham in the first half. Um, 
I like West Ham and um, I think they, they're they doing something. I don't know if, what, what you reckon, mate, but I, I feel like West Ham are doing something that no other team in the league is doing. So we talked a little bit earlier, uh, just about five minutes ago, um, uh, when we were talking about the Southampton City game, about uh, about the low block, about the banks of four, about, you know, the the compact defending, the the, the, the breaking teams down, the, the, sorry, the, uh, the, the, you know, frustrating the big boys. West Ham do that, but what other teams, what other teams in 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 that who play in that vein do is they rely on the counter attack. They rely on set pieces. They have they have an out, whatever the out might be, and they hope that they can catch something. West Ham somehow managed to play that compact defensive style of football, but still be absolutely electric going forward and still be expansive. And I'll be honest, I watch it and I don't quite understand what's going on. I don't understand how they can play so disciplined from the back and yet still pour forward in those numbers. And credit to David Moyes, because I think he's onto something. And I think, you know, like you always talk about, uh, you know, a a certain style coming into the game. Like when Mourinho brought brought 4-2-3-1 over and it was like, okay, now everyone's going to start playing this. I'm not saying that the big teams are going to start playing this style of football, but what he's got is a differential at the moment. And that's why West Ham are delivering. Because other teams around them can't get the balance between the two. You're either Brentford or Leeds going all out and getting caught on the break and getting caught on the counter because you're leaving gaps. Or Burnley, for example, Southampton, you're trying to set up to defend and then you push on and see and what you can do counter. on the end of it. Yeah, stay in the game until the last 20. Exactly. But, but West Ham, and they've got some ball as well. Ben Rama is a player. And uh, and yeah, and I thought they were brilliant. Um, so well, that's my... My two pennies worth on, on that is, I quite like David Moyes. I think he's got the right attitude like and you know, the, the right ethos about him. Do, do the hard work and then utilise its pace. That, that You mm. know, what you're talking about and how they managed to get up the field so quickly is that they've got pace in the right places. They've got an absolute battle axe in Antonio who is just unplayable at times because he's so big and strong and quick. Mm-hmm. But then they've got Bowen, they've got Berahino. Uh, Berahino, wow, that was just How's <laughs> How's he got in there? Is yeah. he, he's at Wednesday now, isn't he? He is, he scored on Saturday. That's why he's at front and centre in my mind. Um, ben Rama, should I say. Um you know, they just raw pace. And even four and owls gets up and down really well. So, you know, they, you don't really see Suchek making these lung-busting runs to get in there. They let those other players who aren't known for the defensive qualities do that. And it's almost like they've, they've got that kind of free free role to run in. And, yeah, it just makes them really effective. Do, do, do you think that's because of the discipline, but also because of Suchek and probably more, over, more so Declan Weiss? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In, that, in, in, in the double pivot, just really protect that back four, break up, play well, but also a great at setting up. Declan Rice, particularly, I thought I was impressed yeah, with yeah. him. Really it's almost that play. England mould of playing, isn't it? You know, because mm. England, yeah. they, they do play the two yep. pivots, and yep. and then yep. they break with the pace. So yep. yeah, yeah, it, it's yep. not like it's it's unused, but yeah, it's. I, t- I tell you what I did I did think watching it as well and I know again we, we always tend to dwell on the United game and I'm sorry but it's mostly because I'm slagging off United um, the, I quite enjoy it to be fair the, the one thing that I did find and it's it's on the Declan Rice bandwagon is that watching him go about his work when you've got on the opposite side Fred and McTominay is very yeah. very humbling 
because the thing with and you know I like Scott McTominay I think he's got a lot of potential I think he's a great lad he's leadership material he loves his football he loves the club that's great Fred I've got a lot of time for as well he does the dirty stuff well he breaks up play he's a terrier um, he gets in and around you he will put in a dirty foul when he needs to he, he's a decent player what neither of them can do is pass a football yeah. at all when you watch Man United play, they it's Sunday league stuff, man. They're playing balls behind each other. There's balls going to feet when they should be going into space. They're missing five-yard passes. There's just not... We don't have that creativity. Deep. Quick, give it to Bruno. Quick. Exactly, exactly. Or now, the new the new strategy is pump it into the box note. Ronaldo gets above the centre-half. And, um, He's pretty good at doing that, though, to be fair. He is quite good. He's not bad, is he, as far as it goes. But United, again, we're lucky, if I'm honest, mate, this week. We we did the classic United thing that second, we got the goal, equalised, great, going to half-time, and then we pressed them and we punished them and we bullied them for 20 minutes at the start of the second half. And when it didn't go in, we panicked. And I think um, Alan Smith made the point on commentary. He said, United just go missing. The, the yeah. game just gets away from them. They get to, if, if they don't score in those little concise chunks of play, then that's where we're susceptible to being broken on. And yeah, I just think lucky again. I I, I don't United aren't gonna be in the pick aren't gonna be in the mixer playing like that at the end of the season. There's yeah, but they still won. Them. So you know they, they can win playing ugly. So I still think they will be. Um, one last thing to say about West Ham and we do need to quickly talk about the penalty kind of mm-hmm. you know sequence because that was just bizarre but um, yeah. but I think you mentioned it last week about Jesse Lingard potentially having a role at United yeah. I think that if he'd have gone back to West Ham that would have kind of completed their picture and yeah. they'd, they'd have been similar to what they did last season you know pushing that top four all the way yeah. and qualifying for Europe um, yeah. and I know they have got Europe this season to, to concentrate on as well um, but yeah I think Lingard is a big miss for them, and it just so happens that he fed the top bin when uh, yeah when he came Absol- on. Ab- absolute world of a goal, and yes, I agree. Um, I, I, no disrespect to these players at all, but I think Fornals and Lanzini, who are that the, the, that's the the options, isn't it? That's yeah. the alternatives at ten. They're not in Lingard's class. They're inconsistent. They I don't, don't like offer the same. Though, I I, I, yeah, but but I, Lingard's better in my. Oh opinion. yeah, I, I completely um, agree. Uh, and, and just in one very la- and what last point on Jesse Lingard, Michael Owen needs to get in the fucking bin. Uh, Michael Owen wrote an article saying Jesse Lingard should be embarrassed that he didn't celebrate against West Ham. How is it any of your business, Michael Owen? You are completely irrelevant. Just just walk away, you tit. Well, is that Michael Owen who famously played for Liverpool and then went and celebrated when he scored for Man United? Yep. Yeah, okay. came to United to win the title. Oh, he's a tit. Yeah. Um, work absolutely. He's up there with bloody Keown for me in terms of bad pundits. But ah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen uh, that um, that promo video I did for visiting Dubai? <laughs> but I will. Mate, you need to YouTube it, and everyone listening needs to YouTube it. It's it's equally the funniest and dullest thing you'll ever watch. Yes. You just get fixated on it. Trust me. There you oh. go. Um, but yeah, for the um, for, for for the penalties, penalty. I think it was going back to the VAR shot. I think it was still a penalty because um, his hand was. Oh, out. it was it was it was a pen. 
it was a pen in in the current rules. Um, silly mistake from Luke Shaw, who's having a good season. Yeah. Um, coming off the back of the Euros as well, but um, yeah, silly. So you have to then bring Noble on to take it. <laughs> I mean, I think West Ham have missed something like four out of the last five, and Martin Noble has scored a lot of penalties in his career at West Ham. But to come on cold and basically do a Rashford in the Euros, I mean, has he not learned uh, uh, from our mistakes? All I'm going to say about this is that if David De Gea saves your penalty, you're shit at penalties. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Look at his record. I'm going to make a 90s reference here. No one has got a worse penalty saving style than Peter Shilton. Peter Shilton. He, he used to watch the ball and then decide where it was going and then dive. That's another <laughs> YouTube uh, hole that you can fall down. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he saved one out of about 80 with that technique. Oh, no. I, I think I was at Old Trafford the last time De Gea saved the penalty. It was Leighton Baines in like 2014 right. or something. It was years ago. Yeah, he's, he's not he's not a great penalty stopper. But anyway, that's United. Uh, spent too much time on it. They were lucky. Um, a lot of people had Ronaldo. He got himself a um, a goal, but he didn't get himself on the bonus table. Ben Rama is in a lot of teams. So Frustratingly for the Ronaldo one, though, if you still got Bruno, he put the cross in, but because the shot was saved initially and he put it in, there was no assist, which just did shows not, how far he not, Did he not get no. the assist on on the game, though? I thought he did. No. No. no I'm looking at it now. So Matic got the assist for Lingard's goal, which I don't know how that even works. But yeah, no, no, not. you're right. You're right. He didn't. He didn't. I think they might have given it him originally and then took it off him. I'm sure I saw it initially. Right. Anyway, um, but yeah, so uh, Ronaldo didn't get any bonus points. It was uh, Ben Rama, it was De Gea, and it was Lingard who got the bonus points. So uh, I had David De Gea in my team, so I got myself a couple of bonus. I had ben saved your game well. week as well as a penalty. He, he did save my... It literally, it was going down the swanee, and then that penalty save turned it around a little bit for me, so that was good. Um but yeah, Ben Rama, 6.4 million still. 31.6% people have got him, so he's not a differential. Yeah, he's still in my team. Yeah. But he's on 39 points for the season so far, so he's smashing it. Um, who I think we, we need not... to rewind because we forgot two games, didn't we? So Norwich, Watford and then Villa, Everton. Yeah, oh. big, big call out for Norwich, Watford, of course, is Saar. Yeah. Um, Ismail Saar has finally put some points on the board. Um, he has been ticking along. He, yeah. was on, he was on 15 at the start of the game week, but he doubled that total in this game week. Looked unplayable. And coming back to my Ben Foster um, uh, show that I've been watching, Foster says that he's the quickest player he's ever seen. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Just, go. Just, just a sidebar, just something he mentioned. Yeah. Um, and he's still making saves in the Premier League as Ben Foster. Which is, isn't he just? Isn't yeah. he just? And he hates football, I think. He just doesn't. Yeah. Seems yeah. to have no interest in it at all. But anyway, yeah. Um, 6.1 million is Saar. Um, only 7.9% of people have picked him. I think he was in quite a lot of teams at the start of the season. He's yeah, it's just whether he's going to blow hot enough, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like you say, he looks unplayable, but I've not seen him since the start of the season. So it's, you know. I, I think for me, the danger is that when you look at a team like Watford, and how they played so far, they're not going to win a lot of games, I don't think. And but when they do, they are going to score decent mm, points. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's the Brentford argument again, isn't it? Yeah. They yeah. play decent football. They're trying to play the right way. 
They're going to get picked off. They're going to get nilled a lot because the firepower's not great week in, week out. I mean, you know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. I just maybe at 6.1 mil. So a lot, there's a lot of people who are picking up Conor Gallagher, who are picking up Damari Gray. We've talked about him as well. Yeah. Mm. Is is he any worse than those two as a pick? No, but, but it's I, I, like half a million off, and and you know that that can be big at this point in time. It can. He is a bit more expensive than them, but anyway. So yeah, he was the big call out for me. Watford, big shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, getting points on the board. Norwich looking trouble already. Don't they? They're only five weeks in, but yeah, strong. yeah, they do. So the new West Brom and Norwich, absolute yo-yo team. Um, but I just but they, but they spent this time though, aren't they? We we talked about it in, in kind of the preview show that mm. last two times that they've been there it is like the third time they've been up isn't it recently yep um they've just not spent money and this time mm. they have and they still look shit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and you know you talked about pookie but a lot of norwich fans were writing him off but it was him who scored the goal on yeah Saturday. yeah i think he's still got goals in him it's just i don't know i just worry about them yeah i think they're doomed um to be fair, I think Watford are still. I, I haven't changed my views on the the bottom three, so I think Newcastle are still in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Nothing particularly suggests otherwise, but I don't know if Watford can string with it. But Burnley shit start of the season has something to do with that as well. You know, to maybe question that. But yeah, I, think, I, was, I was about I think to say got enough. The the one the one team that might break into that bottom three is your lot. Um, yeah. But we are I've still got the we are early in the season. Uh, Aston Villa. Yeah. Last game for Saturday. Um, brilliant. Absolutely. Is Matty Cash turning into Jack Grealish? <laughs> he's got a bit of luck about him, hasn't he? He does. Um, he's, he's picking up the mantle. Um, he's just missing him desperately, so he's just trying to emulate him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, his goal was pretty Grealish-esque. He jinked inside and then smashed it into the top bin. It was yeah, decent. He's been he's been a pretty consistent point scorer the last couple of years for Villa, hasn't he? He plays every game. He doesn't, you know what I mean? He's ne- there's no one's ever sort of overtook him or they've never brought anyone. They've never felt no. the need to strengthen in that area, in that fullback area. I I, I don't know. Five. I don't five, think he, he doesn't five. score goals particularly, does he? And he doesn't. No. He five, doesn't particularly five. create chances. It's a lot for a player outside of a top six team, yeah. for a defender outside of a top six team. Who yeah. like, and, not... and he got 15 points this week and he's on 24, so, you know, lots of points before the end. Yeah, it's kind of... In four game weeks, what does that tell you? Yeah, exactly. Twos for days. Um, Bailey, Leon Bailey. I did pick him out, didn't I, earlier on in the season? Yeah, and, uh... I like did he, I play, like... did he play about 20 minutes? 20 minutes. So he, came 20, on... he came on 20 minutes, scored, assisted... Uh, ended ended with nine points, only picked by 0.8% of people. He's 6.4 mil, so probably falls into that small SAR kind of bracket that he's probably too expensive. Yeah. Um, but he's a differential. If he starts getting into the team, then maybe. But he has picked up a thigh injury, so he's only got a 75% chance of playing. I definitely wouldn't be jumping on him straight away. No. Um, but uh, but maybe worth it. Uh. Last thing's point on that game though. Did we? Did, did you mention last week about, or was it me? Did, did we say about the possibility of bringing in Everton defenders and how that might be a good idea? That was one hundred percent you. Um. Well, I retract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have the best day, did they? No, they've always got like the locker of Everton. They, they've always got the potential to get absolutely rip rolled. Um. Yeah. But, but they'll be all right. 
pretty oh, tough. Okay. Yeah. They'll, they'll finish comfortably mid table, but um, I don't know. Every now and then, though, you look at Benitez. You know, after we talked about him in the masterclass that he he put out there for for the first few games. Yeah. There are times when you just look at him like throw his arms up in the air as if I don't know what I'm doing. You know? <laughs> yeah. Why am I here? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was um a bit of a down to earth with a bang. For Everton, and then the last game that we've not talked about is uh, is Sunday's Super Sunday's big game at four o'clock, which was Chelsea Spurs, which I think we were hoping was going to end up being a, a real absolute classic, and yeah, uh, they just got comprehensively walloped, didn't they? Chelsea looked second good half, especially they just absolutely demolished them. Yeah. One off. thing though, Romelu. Lukaku, he, he, his frustrations were felt by a lot of fantasy football managers. When, yeah, he was throwing his arms up, not getting a chance, and when he did get a chance, he were he closed down really quickly. And yeah, I was certainly doing that when he was throwing his arms up in the air. Thinking, Just put it in the damn net, man. Yeah, <laughs> I just need a goal. Um, but they were good, weren't they? And there's goals coming from everywhere. Um, yeah, with Chelsea at the well, minute. Let's be honest, all the. Well, the second one especially was really dodgy. Mm. I yeah. mean, Kante had the the whole of Tottenham to run into, but the you know, it looked like it. I know he's been credited with a goal, but it looked like it was going about five mile wide, and then yeah, yeah, and then they got and then they got Deflection. Nick, and I, I I just think that like I, I, I don't know, Spurs are getting found out, I think, and like it's like we said before, I don't think they're gonna. It's not going to get better until this Harry Kane situation is resolved. No. Um, hey, quick shout out though, uh, from a Chelsea perspective. Um, obviously, defenders all scored big because of the um, uh, because of the clean sheet, and Thiago Silva and um, Rudiger both got Rudiger. goals. So you know, um, but uh, Marcus Alonso. Got another ten pointer, bagged another ten pointer, and people are starting to pick him. Seventeen point one percent have now got Marcus Alonso. I bet that wasn't anywhere near that eye in the season. I thought Ben Chilwell was going to be playing, but yeah, yeah. but he's at five point seven mil, and it's like, don't look like he's coming out of that team, does it? Chilwell's frozen and out. He's playing really well, isn't he? Mm, really well. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Mendy didn't play though. So after my no, well I put I still pumped for Reese James, but he didn't play, did he? So yeah, he likes he likes times. He, he likes experience at the back, doesn't he? That's that he that's does. that's what Good I'm learning. Tuchel. Tuchel, um, uh, t- Thomas Tuchel, um, he does. He likes it. I think Aspilicueta and um, uh, Alonso are being preferred because. I think he likes to build from the back and he likes that experience. And it's nice to see Thiago Silva getting a start. And It's I, interesting, I, though, with that. So, you know, Alonso being the more attacking of the two. I know Aspilicueta gets up and down fairly well. But if you add Alonso and James, then they're both out-and-out out attacking fullbacks, aren't they? So yeah. It's almost, with Aspilicueta there, it's bringing that bit of balance, I think. Yeah, so, I reckon so. I reckon yeah. so. And of but, course, but then Chilwell's attacking as well. So yeah, um, it's all, it almost feels like James might be one to to kind of get rid of. But for me, I've got to get rid of uh, Regulon because you know they don't seem to be able to keep a clean sheet. And uh, I think I need, I need to get Trent into my team. Yeah, I'd be steering clear of Spurs players for a yeah. while. He's um, scored decent points over the first couple of weeks, but yeah, I think uh, it doesn't seem like they can keep a clean sheet at the moment. 
So what does it, what does our league look like then, Mr. John Pickup? The league. Well, we've had a, a couple of new entrants, um, and one who looked like he was going to walk in and uh, and take the lead straight away with uh, Chris Shules with the Union Bombers. Mm. Um, but actually, we've got um, as it as we were at the top of the league with Lewis Lawson, so he's moved on to 390 points for for the season so far with a, another good good game week. Played so that drops Mike Odell Watson down to third place now. Mm, he won't. He won't be happy, will he? He won't. He'll definitely well, be looking for, it. and then well, we've got also some got challenges now for his throne. So well, well, that's it. It's it's, it's not just Chris. You've got um, Andrew Gorman, um, yeah. Atletico Bonds. Uh, didn't have a great game week, but still right up there. And Mr. John Cross uh, is 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 having a really strong couple of game weeks. Seventy two again. He's got himself right in the mixer. We've now only got, I reckon, those top five. What have you got? Twenty nine points between them. Yeah. I, I think you know they, they say, don't they, that if you're not up at the top in the first five games, which you're not going to win the league. So, um, you know, they're, they're the guys to beat. Uh, I want to put a, sh- a shout out to good old Joe. Um, Joe, Joe, Sophie. United just sneaking into seventh place there. So not, yeah, not 100% sure she knows what's going on, but she is absolutely nailing it. So well done yeah. to her. I, and uh, I kind of back that up because she had Son as a captain and Alison as a vice captain. But yeah, she's got exactly. She's it's it, it's a bold strategy, but she's mm-hmm. she's pulling it off. Um, in the battle between me and you, we both yeah, dropped. interestingly, you, you, well, we, we both you climbed. I got I got a red arrow. Uh, yeah, but but, but you you still walked away with five points more than me. So um, the gaps increased slightly, but yeah, we're actually closer in the league. Uh, my minus eight has dropped me. That's why. Yeah, twenty-two to twenty-nine. Minus That's eight. our positions. So, so distinctly mid-table. And then the ginger flyers proper at the bottom of the league. They are with yeah. I I I I two-week head start. Yeah, I get the impression that the ginger flyer is not particularly interested in what's going on <laughs> at the moment. He had Marshall as his captain, so I don't think yeah. I don't think he's paying too close attention. Bless a sixteen him. point Martinez as his vice, so Marshall not captain, so he got he got he got sixteen points yeah, from his so goalkeeper. It worked. It worked. Oh, uh, top, top points for the week. I've seen a seventy-five. You got any advance on the seventy-five? Virtual, virtual. Um, yeah, James Birchall. Van Dyke and Salah doubling up. And Alisson, Liverpool boys, giving him the highest points of anyone in the game week. So well done to you. If you do want to join well done, our guys, please do come along, have a play with us. Uh, all the info's in our bio, just enter. Especially if you do it if you've got like more than 390 points, in which case you're going to get to the top and just walk it. Just piss Marco Del Watson off even more. Um, yeah, <laughs> good, good fun so far, isn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah, and um, you know it, it keeps us entertained definitely. Um, I think us us being distinctly average and mid table is definitely kind of playing into into the entertainment factor because it'd be boring if one of us was either really good or really shit. The fact that we've both got some competition with each other, I think that's that's all we care about. Let's be honest. What beating each other? Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Um, interest interesting game week next week as well. Just to finish on quickly. Uh, Liverpool are away at Brentford. There could be goals in that, the way Brentford play. Um, Potentially Salah for a captain shout again, in my opinion. Chelsea City, you would imagine, are going to cancel each other out. I can't see that being a high-scoring game, if I'm honest. No, me either, but I I can see Chelsea turning City over. I can. The way that they're playing. 
Well, do you know what's going to be interesting? This is Chelsea's chance now. They're at home. Everyone's giving them the plaudits. Everyone's saying that they're, they're, they're the ones to follow. They're the ones that you, that you need to keep an eye on. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if they can beat. Yeah. Um, and, and then you talk about two two teams cancelling each other out. I mean, the the turdest North London derby you'll ever see is on the on Super Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. With Arsenal and against Tottenham. I'll not be watching that. Um, I, I might watch Crystal Palace Bright, and that's um, <laughs> an interesting derby <laughs> on the Monday on the Monday night. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think Salah's probably going to be a shout for captain again, isn't he? But United have got Villa at home. Ronaldo yeah. maybe. Bruno, if you've still got him, but um, but no, I think Salah. Yeah, it's Salah all day, isn't it? Let's mm. be honest. Yeah. Well, with that being said, I think it's time for us to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed another episode of the What the Fantasy Football podcast. Um, if you do enjoy what we do, please do give us a subscribe, a follow um, on uh, Spotify, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Spotify, Apple, wherever it is you get your podcast. If you are an Apple, you can leave us a rating and a review as yeah, well. Yeah, rating That'd and be reviews massive. would be really nice, wouldn't it? It was mm. nice to read uh, good old Nick's review, so a few more. I think um, if we can come up with some kind of theme where um, where you, you leave some kind of football anecdotal base review, that'll be really useful. I think that'll mm. be quite fun. Yeah, we're just it's just trying to bribe you. Oh, and we'll read, yeah, exactly. We'll read some of the five star ones out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one star <laughs> ones. a proper ones, bribe. Yeah, we'll we'll, 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 we'll walk straight past and find your house. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to give us a follow, what are the social media accounts, JP? So Twitter, just to recap on that, is WT Fantasy Footy. Instagram is what the fantasy footy pod and you can email us as well so if you want to um, send us an email you can do what the fantasy footy at gmail.com there you go plenty there of ways to get in touch if you want to give me a follow on Instagram I'm at little runner boy Rob and I'm at jp nine wish hero there we go and all that info is in our bio so until next week guys uh, enjoy your footy Carabao Cup action to keep us ticking over JP I'm, I'm on the back. turf to watch Burnley gets Rochdale Oh, oh, you're going, are you? Taking the eldest? Yeah, it's taking the eldest to her first actual game. So hopefully we'll get a a sight of uh, Maxwell Corner and he might be a a little cheeky transfer in this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure you guys will have a blast. And we will see you next week to dissect game week six for some more fantasy footy fun. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.